Record better audio anywhere with Motive Digital Microphones from Shure. Easy-to-use options like the MV88 plug directly into your phone or computer and include a free app. Create studio-quality sound for podcasts, music, and videos. Visit Shure.com to learn more. Life. Are you growing with it or feeling left out? Either way or in between, you're in the right place today with the host of Change Already, Your Future, Your Choice, Jillian. She's an award-winning author and radio personality. She's warm, she's fuzzy, and she's got an attitude. Welcome, I'm Jillian Moss-Backman, and this is Change Already. Well, I hope you have been following along for this summer series with Jillian. I can't believe I'm already on number five of this series, this eight-week series that I've been doing for the summer. You know what that means, don't you? It means that the summer is winding down. (laughs) I have no idea where it goes. It just seems to zip along, and then all of a sudden it's time to gear up for autumn. This week, I want to talk about intuition and using it amongst your friends. Last week, we talked about intuition and your physical and mental health, and I thought that was a really important show, and if you haven't had a chance to go back and listen to it, go back at JillianMossBackman.com, J-I-L-L-I-A-N-M-A-A-S-B-A-C-K-M-A-N.com. Or you can find it at imaginepublicity.com. And in that series, Delilah and I were talking about using intuition and mostly importantly as intuitive health on how to use it both in your mental health, in your physical health. We actually gave a roadmap in that show of the three different points that you need to follow to use intuition to its highest extent. It's not just a parlor trick, you know. There's really a reason to use your own intuition and get to know it very well. This week, I want to continue down that path, and I want to talk about intuition and friends. And I know that sounds different than the way most people present it, but I think it's important when you have people around in your inner circle, do you really have an energy that works between each one of you, or is it just that you get to know each other that well that you can finish sentences? So I want to bring in my sidekick, Delilah, and we'll discuss that for the next few minutes. Good afternoon, Delilah. Good afternoon. And I I really... I'm excited about this show. I think intuition amongst friends is a really cool topic. And I have a lot of questions, and maybe during our conversation, those questions can get answered. Um, Just like you said, is it something that's an energy that's already there, or is it something that develops over the development of the friendship? I know, you know, when we were talking about this, we've known each other for a couple of years now, and we're very close. But, you know, and it's always that strange saying of, oh, we know each other, we can read their minds. But is that really what happens? <laughs> I hope I not. Really, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, it all depends not on that what there would thinking. be anything there negative about you. <laughs> oh, well, thank you for saying that. And vice versa on this end as well, my right. friend. 
But, you know, the question does become, is there an energy that becomes and close, whether it's friends or, you know, your soulmate or anything, is there an energy or a source that becomes more uh, beyond normal than knowing each other? And, you know, I actually believe the answer to that for me and my personal life is yes. I really, and I, I think it's because I attract people that are intuitive. Because well, I, get, I think you probably do. What do you think? Yes, I, I do. And I think also, and, and I think this is also something that's a normal progression with your, your clients yeah. and, you know, you're one of my clients and, and something right. extra develops there. So, you know, by working together and then becoming friends, um, it, it does make for a different dynamic. I agree with that, and I believe that at some point it becomes wordless. You know how you don't necessarily have to have long conversations with really good friends. It's almost a quiet dependency that you have on each other because I think part of my friendships that I have learned along the way is to really trust the people around me. So we have the freedom to say to each other, you know, I get the feeling that dot, 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 or I'm sensing this dot, 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 that leads more to an intuitive conversation rather than just, hey, how's coffee, how's life? And I think my friends in particular, we don't really sit around gossiping. I just really don't do that with my friends. I'm so concerned <laughs> with my own crap, to be honest with you, Delilah, and, and working and moving forward with my own goals that I feel like I have. I really don't have time to sit around and muckety-muck about other people. So I really depend on my friends to give me feedback and intuitive thoughts that come to their mind on what I possibly have to do. How about you? Yeah, well, do you feel that even in the very beginning when you meet someone, there there is an intuitive factor already in place? Because what I feel is if someone I'm meeting maybe for the first or second time, there's a funky vibe there or there's just something that isn't clicking between us, then that person is most likely not going to become one of my circle of friends. And so therefore intuition has already told me back away from this one, go to this one. This one is the one that you build that trust with. You brought up trust. And I think trust is also um, something that is, is developed through intuition yeah, I, I see what you're talking about, meaning there's an either a, a complete level of comfortability, which is very rather uncomfortable itself, and then uncomfortability. And I've also found people that I feel like I've met them and we've been friends for years and we just met. So even when it becomes comfortable, it's a little uncomfortable in the beginning. 
I know that sounds round robin, but does that make sense? Oh, it definitely makes sense if we're not comfortable with the person who maybe thinks they're our friend and they're really not, then there's, you know, when I, I just feel like whenever there's a strain between people, um, a different kind of strain. I mean, I think all friendships and all relationships go through strained periods, but you always kind of go back and pick up where you left off and everything is cool. And some people just aren't that way. Some people I know in my life, I've just had to close the door and move on and don't look back. And I think that is something that my gut tells me. It's it, this this person was in your life for that season and that season's over now. So move in another direction. Um, but the ones that have, I can look back all through my life and I have friends that I, I feel like I haven't seen in 20, 25 years, but I think if we got together today, we would just pick up like it was yesterday, like the last time we saw each other. Do you think that comes from just getting to know each other, or do you think there's an intuitive connection? And for me, I think there's an intuitive knowing. It's just a different kind of relationship. And if people really haven't experienced that in their life, they don't know what we're talking about. So I feel like when you have that comfortability straight away, that the ability to go deeper into the conversations and the flow goes with you, there is a sense of strange knowing that isn't normal in other relationships I have. Agree. (laughs) I totally Agree. agree with that statement. Yes, there is a knowing and I find that with with people that I've gotten close to over the years, not so much that I can finish their sentences, but I kind of know what they're going to say. And again, it's a development as the as friendships develop. I don't think there is a friendship that's like love at first sight. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. It kind of takes time. And over time, as you do get to know each other better, then yes, that develops too, that that feeling that knowing that energy between friends to where you know they don't they don't take offense if you say no I don't want to do that or they don't um, you know they don't ask for things that you knowing you can't provide whether not material things but maybe even on an emotional level there's a lot of people that come into your life that are very very needy and you can you only have so much to give to those type of people and once that well is run dry then there's in my opinion there's not much left to give and isn't that true when i think about my relationships in particular in my life not all of my relationships are at the level that we're talking about you know it takes a lot of effort like it's not that I categorize them Delilah but I do put them in different factors like you know some are more professional and then some are at levels you know that are that we have common ground but we don't go into deep conversations and I don't think every relationship 
is available to have this intuitive connection that we're talking about. So, you know, there's lots of levels because the feeling that I have when the people that I have most a connection of intuitive trust with is there is a level of vulnerability to that. And I think that in relationships and friendships, in order to become very intuitive, two things have to happen. You have to be very vulnerable and willing to listen to what they're saying to you and take it with grace. And the other part is there's a dependency on each other that you will tell each other your intuitive truth when it comes and where it comes. So you can't really use intuition, you know, at will. It just kind of flows back and forth. Right. And I think you'll agree that not all of the feelings or maybe even messages that you get about a particular person may be positive. There are right. some things that are going to right. come through that are critical or, or negative and I think it takes a very deep friendship to be able to go to that other person and and say, look, this is bad news or this is, yeah, I'm criticizing you for this or that. Because I think on a level that you're talking, that person would would have the ability to take that criticism or take that negative um, message, if you would, and trust it. Trust that you're not being critical of that person because you're trying to be mean or or trying to be, um, I can't think of the word right now, but it's sometimes criticism and negativity also come with love and grace and it's something to help. Very well spoken. I get what you're saying. See, now I have an intuitive connection with you because I know exactly where you're going with that. And the thing that I want to say here is that, you know, my relationship with my clients is one-sided. In other words, they come to me and I give them intuitively what I'm getting and being shown, okay? With my relationships with my closest friends, we have that same kind of bond. So it's like we give each other permission to say what we need to say, and you're right, to accept the vulnerability and accept the messages is part of the relationship that builds that intuitive bond. Because you have to be very careful with friends and intuition because a lot of times I hear people say, oh, so Spirit's telling me this, or I'm getting this message for you. And it's really about manipulation. So they're using that phrase in particular to manipulate you to doing what they want you to do as friends. So part of it is understanding that you trust each other and that you won't use the intuition to manipulate each other because you're right. Half half the time, the messages are not good. Right. And I, I also, there's no time limits to these kind of things as well. Yeah, I, right. I, you know, 
there's short-term things and there's long-term long-term things just like any other type of relationship you you know you may be in a love relationship with someone but at a at a certain point in time it's over and I, we have to accept that it's hard it's heartbreaking but kind of go the same direction once in a while i hate to think of it but i you know i've had it happen where someone I was very, very close with went another direction or, you know, we lose touch. We we tend to lose touch. And, you know, I know you can speak to this for as many times as you move around and you're yeah. all over the world. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's difficult to keep that closeness and that, you know, that, that um, emotional tie to someone when you don't see them on a regular basis or you don't communicate with them on a regular basis. So, you know, there again, it's, um, it's kind of hard to keep it going when you're so far apart. And like you said earlier, you know, I think when you connect with another person at an intuitive level and what we're talking about, that is sensing when they are down without them telling you, feeling the essence of who they are and what, you know, maybe what they need from you as a good friend. And we're not talking just filling the blanks. We're actually having an empathic thought or feeling towards someone else that's above and beyond our normal reaction towards people. There's a sensitivity between two people. So you're right. When you are constantly moving, that sensitivity towards each other just deepens as time goes along. It doesn't get, it doesn't say surface. So Delilah, what advice could we give to everyone that if they want have a relationship and they want to take it to the next level of an intuitive relationship, meaning using the five and six senses above and beyond the normal, what do you think we could tell them that would help them take it to the next level of friendship to intuitive relationships? I know I'm throwing at that real quick, but do you have any ideas <laughs> or thoughts? Oh, yeah, I do. I think look, going back to what you said earlier about trust and vulnerability, yeah. it's very difficult for two people in this day and time, well, and maybe even forever, to give up that trust and vulnerability to another person, no matter what level that relationship is on. But it, it's something that has to be worked on, just like in a marriage. I think, you know, I look at friendship almost like a marriage. You're, you're mm-hmm. in this for the long haul, only we're not monogamous. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, everybody has a, their own <laughs> circles of friends, and, and that's okay. And, again, I think the trust factor and the vulnerability factor has to be developed over time. I don't think it's something that just pops up with people and then you know you're you're creating a memory bank and to me that memory bank is what's holding all of the deposits that we've made over years and years of friendship and and the things that we do together and the things that we can pull up and recall that bring back that feeling or bring back that emotion or the tie that you have with that other person 
Wow, that was a really good answer. <laughs> I just kind of threw that <laughs> at you. I love that. I especially like the memory bank part and making a relationship together and memories. And so I want to piggyback on that and say, you know, the thing that I have found that takes my relationships from that surface dwelling into more of a tu- intuitive sharing is that when I get a message for someone or someone gets a message for me, which happens a lot, quite frankly, amongst my close friends, I want my close friends to be able to share that message. And in order to do that, you really have to have a connection between two people, one that you trust enough to share and that you won't be rejected. And the other person has to be willing to receive with grace the message that they're getting. And the other part is when you get a message for your friend, you have to do it in a place of egolessness, meaning don't do it to share that message to get over on someone else, right? That means that you're just doing it empathically for their good and only their good and that, quite frankly, you don't get anything out of it. And then the last part is that it, I'm sorry, it's the highest good for both of you. So it makes your relationship go to an even more loving place and that it serves both of you for a higher good of growth. That's what my suggestion for a lot of people are, which I think we've done together a lot, Delilah. Oh, yes, we we certainly have. And again, it's not, I think, even looking back on our, the relationship between you and I, the friendship that we've developed, and it took a long time. It, it, it wasn't, again, something that, I mean, I knew you, you knew me. We had a mutual friend in common and who was the catalyst for a lot and <laughs> the power, I think, the power behind our friendship and still guiding it along today. In, Absolutely. In <laughs> So, you know, she's a, a prime example of that level of vulnerability and trust in people who who weren't nearly as strong as she was or thought she was. But, again, it was um, the coming together with you and I uh, developed because of that or in maybe even in spite of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that's one way of putting it, isn't it? Right. Well, and I think, you know, the more that we encourage people to have relationships on an intuitive level, meaning that you really are willing to go to greater lengths to get this energy between two people, it's like a ripple effect. So you have 10 people, you know, that whole fifth monkey business, you know, you tell, you have five people that you are in your intuitive circle and those five intuitive people go out and start making conscious decisions and interaction with their five intuitive people. And it just kind of spreads at the grassroot level, you know, and I think that's what intuitive activism is really about. Challenge yourself 
if you really have a connection with someone to go to a higher level with your relationship and see what you can explore together on intuitive connections and intuitive messages. It's a lot of fun. I find it to be fun. I, I receive messages from my friends all the time. That's great, and I, I love the the use of intuitive activism. Now, there's something deep. <laughs> we could go a long way with that. <laughs> but it, it, it speaks to me in the sense that your intuitive self has to be active. Um, so many people whether they believe in it or don't believe in it, it doesn't matter because it's there. It's always going to be there. And to activate it or to be active with it is more important to me than just letting it sit there to see what happens. I think it's important to put yourself in those positions where, you actually have to use it. And I think you, we use it on a daily basis. And sometimes we just don't recognize what that intuitive activism really is. But it's there. It's like the studies that uh, they do in psychology a lot is with twins and how they can finish his sentences. And they always have studied that to see exactly what happens. Do they do they actually have something that they share between them energetically? And I think that can be done in a broader spectrum to our friends. So for the challenge of this week, I ask each one of you to pick one or two of your friends and really sit and be quiet and decide, okay, I think I'm going to try this out and see if you can get a message or try to get some energy going between the two of you and that possibly you share a message or you have a message for your friend. And then secondly, share that message. I know that's a big challenge for a lot of you because we get messages for each other all the time, but have the love and confidence that it will be received well and share it And then remember that it's about growth between everyone, not only for yourself, but the person that you're sharing it with. So do it in a kind fashion. Do it with love and egolessness and see what happens. Delilah and I would love to hear your stories. And if you have anything that you want to share with us, you can find us at JillianMossBackman.com. Or you can email us at that same address, or you can email Delilah at Imagine Publicity. But I would love to hear the stories. How about you, Delilah? Oh, absolutely. I love interaction with listeners and guests. I think that's so important. We want to know. We want to know, are you enjoying this series? Or, yeah. I know we're having a great time doing it, so hopefully that's coming across. I'm learning a lot, you're learning a lot, and we're imparting a lot. So that's what it's all about. Let's let's get some feedback going here. Send us some emails. Give us a buzz. You know, let us know what you're thinking, um, or how we can how we can make this show better. It's all about it's all about you, the listener. So we want to give you what you want to hear. 
Absolutely. So I challenge everyone out there to find that one certain person in your life. Not, not, you know, let's not, let's exclude your partners. Let's try to do this just with friends. This week we're talking just about intuition and friends. So try that exercise with your friends and let us know how it works out, good or bad, or what you found, or, you know, some good stories. We love stories. Next week, we're going to talk about intuition and guts and glory and how it takes a lot of guts to live a life that's vulnerable and open to the universe and the messages that we receive. But the payoff and the glory from it is just beyond what you can imagine. So that will be number episode six in the series that we're almost done, a couple more. I think that's six or seven. I'm not sure. I, I've lost count. It doesn't matter. We'll just keep going till we're done talking, right, Delilah? <laughs> that's right. That could go years. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Get ready. We got a lot uh-huh. to say. So until now and then, Delilah and I want you to keep on using intuition, love yourselves, and know that change can come easily if you challenge yourself quietly. Until then, we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining Jillian today. Don't miss her famous at-home personal enrichment lessons. You can complete them on your own time to accelerate your personal change. They're simple and nothing like you've experienced before. Just like Jillian, warm and fuzzy with an attitude. So change already. Adding the choice of a crispy chicken BLT to Wendy's 4 for 4 is the biggest thing since rappers trying to sing. I got me out and I sound like a robot. But do you like the sound of this? Wendy's 4 for 4 now comes with a choice of a junior bacon cheeseburger or a crispy chicken BLT. From Detroit to Macon, I keep it crisp like bacon. Both are topped with crispy applewood smoked bacon and come with four nuggets, fries, and a Coke for just four bucks. Oh, yeah. And participating Wendy's for a limited time. Meal includes small fries and a drink. Not valid in Alaska and Hawaii. At Coldstone Creamery, we're whipping up three new batter ice cream flavors for the summer. Introducing sugar cookie batter, fudge brownie batter, and peanut butter cookie batter, each with the homemade taste of batter right off the spoon. We're also blending up a decadent sugar cookie batter ice cream shake, piled high with whipped topping, yellow cake, sugar cookie dough, caramel, and rainbow sprinkles. For a limited time only at Coldstone Creamery, making fresh batches of ice cream in every store. Magic moment.